Welcome to The Randy Report. I'm Randy Slavacek, your host. I'm also the writer and editor of TheRandyReport.com, where you can find me every single day on the internet reporting on the daily news cycle in terms of politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community. In this week's headlines, openly gay presidential hopeful Pete Buttigieg has surged to double-digit support in a new Iowa poll. Alabama lawmakers are trying to eliminate marriage licenses entirely because they don't want LGBTQ couples to have them. A Missouri couple were turned away by a homophobic dance instructor. And Tennessee teens actually found acceptance and support as they prepared to attend prom together. All that and more in this episode of The Randy Report. Openly gay presidential hopeful Mayor Pete Buttigieg of South Bend, Indiana, has jumped to a double-digit third-place ranking in a new Iowa poll. According to a new survey by Emerson Polling, 11% of likely Democratic Iowa caucus-goers said they would pick Buttigieg to be their 2020 presidential nominee. Overall, Buttigieg placed third behind former Vice President Joe Biden at 25% and Senator Bernie Sanders of Vermont at 24%. The only other candidate to receive double-digit support was Senator Kamala Harris of California, who was the choice for 10% of respondents. Buttigieg, who has formed an exploratory committee but is not officially declared, was polling at 0% in Emerson's January survey of Iowa, which shows his recognition and support have grown significantly in the last few months. The mayor won critical praise for how he handled himself during an hour-long CNN town hall on March 10th. Veteran political advisor David Axelrod, who worked with Barack Obama, said after the event, quote, I have rarely seen a candidate make better use of a televised town hall than Pete Buttigieg. He added, he'll be less of a long shot tomorrow. The next day, the 37-year-old saw a spike in his campaign donations. And days later, he announced that he'd crossed the 65,000 donor threshold to qualify him for the first Democratic presidential debate. Keep your eyes on Buttigieg, kids. The more I hear, the more I see, the more interested I am in his candidacy. A bill banning conversion therapy across Colorado is pretty close to becoming law after the state Senate on Monday voted 21 to 13 to pass the bill, which would ban licensed professionals from the discredited practice of attempting to cure LGBTQ youth of homosexuality. The bill now heads back to the state house, which already approved the legislation in February, but needs another vote after the bill was amended in the Senate. It's expected to pass in that chamber before heading to the desk of Governor Jared Polis, who said during his gubernatorial campaign he would seek to abolish the practice statewide. Polis is the country's first out gay man elected governor. With the legislation's passage, Colorado would become the 16th state, plus Washington, D.C., along with dozens of cities and counties that have now banned ex-gay torture. 
As I've reported many times here on the Randy Report, the harmful practice has been denounced by practically all major medical organizations, including the American Medical Association, the American Academy of Pediatrics, and the American Psychiatric Association. Lawmakers in Alabama have unanimously voted to stop issuing marriage licenses altogether. This is because some of the state's judges don't want to provide marriage licenses to same-sex couples. The Alabama Senate approved legislation last Thursday, sponsored by Republican Greg Albritton. The bill passed 26 to 0 in the state Senate. It will now move to the state's House, and if passed, Alabama will become the only state in the nation where marriage licenses would not generally be required to get married. Instead, Couples would have to fill out a form from the state and then present that form or affidavit to a probate judge who would then record the marriage. According to Al Britton, who first filed his bill in 2015, after the Supreme Court declared same-sex marriage to be legal nationwide, at least seven, but as many as ten of the state's 68 probate judges stopped issuing marriage licenses altogether after the Supreme Court decision. About one-third of counties in Alabama had cracked down on issuing marriage licenses since then. Al Britton argues his bill eliminates the need for a wedding ceremony, leaving the state to only deal with the civil aspect of a marriage, not the religious one. Al Britton is optimistic that the bill will be passed this year. A lesbian couple in Missouri were denied entry to a dance class they had paid for and are now alleging discrimination based on their sexual orientation. Amanda Shelton and Michelle King are engaged, and they went to Prestige Ballroom to learn how to dance for their upcoming wedding. The couple told their local ABC News affiliate they were looking forward to their dance lessons, which they purchased on Groupon. That is, however until dance instructor Dave Thompson said he would not accept their business because they are gay. King told ABC News, he was like, we don't have accommodations for same-sex couples to dance. It would make everyone in the room awkward. When reporters went to Prestige to get Thompson's side of the story, he said, I can't discuss it with you right now. I'll have to get my legal counsel and have them get back with you. Hmm... Sounds like someone knows he's in trouble. The next day, the couple got a call from St. Louis Equality Dance, a group that offers dance instruction to LGBTQ people. The couple was informed that Thompson referred the dance group to them. But King and Shelton told ABC News, we didn't pay for you, we paid for prestige. In that there are no statewide protections for LGBTQ people in Missouri, it is legal in the state to refuse business to someone based on religious belief. However, St. Louis County, where Prestige Ballroom is based, prohibits this type of discrimination. But when the couple asked Thompson if his refusal to accept their business was religiously motivated, he reportedly said no. Quote, that has nothing to do with this. Hmm... On the other end of the LGBTQ spectrum, boyfriends Pedro Reyes and Evan McKenna faced both homophobes and allies in their rural community of Morristown, Tennessee, as they prepared to attend their first prom together last year. 
Now they're sharing their story in solidarity with other LGBTQ youth. Reyes writes in an essay for Outsports that he met McKinnon in 2015 when the then sophomore introduced himself to Reyes, a freshman at cross-country practice. He writes, A tall, clumsy boy stumbled over to me saying, Hi, I'm Evan. Want to run with me? In that moment, I knew that this was the boy for me. Now, it took about two years for McKenna to figure himself out, but the couple finally started dating in the autumn of Reyes's junior year. Around the same time, though, a homophobic hate group proposed a symbolic resolution to ban same-sex marriage in Morristown. Yeah, that's not going to happen. The resolution failed, but it was that kind of experience that gave Reyes pause when he and McKenna went to pick up boutonnieres from a local florist for their upcoming prom event. According to Reyes, the florist asked, What color will your dates be wearing? We hesitantly answered that we were each other's dates. A moment of lingering suspense filled the room before she exclaimed with a smile, Great! How can I help you? Not only that, a photographer named Eric McKinley, whom Reyes says is a part of the LGBTQ community himself, happened to overhear the exchange and offered to take the couple's prom photos for free. Reyes says we didn't plan to become activists, but after experiencing how hard it was growing up in the South, we knew we need to tell our story. I've been blessed with the platform that has allowed me to tell my story, and growing up in Morristown, I felt disconnected and alone. I want no other teen to feel that way. These days, Reyes is finishing his senior year in high school while McKenna studies pre-med at Notre Dame. Reyes notes that things have changed for the better for the LGBTQ community, but he writes, Unfortunately, we are still fighting to this day, and we will continue to keep fighting for not only ourselves, but for the rest of our community. Even though Evan and I live 410 miles apart, Every time he comes home, we make time to run together. Congratulations, boys. Police are searching for a man who opened fire in the parking lot of a Palm Springs gay bar, injuring two people in the early hours of Sunday, March 24th. According to reports, a fight broke out in Toucan's Tiki Lounge, which spilled outside. Shots were then fired and two people were struck in the lower half of their bodies, one outside the club and one inside. Cell phone footage on social media showed the aftermath as patrons tried to assist the injured and were repeatedly told to stay down. The victims were taken to the hospital where they were both declared to be in stable condition. The suspect fled the scene and is described as a Hispanic male in his 20s or 30s wearing a black hat, black hooded sweatshirt, and black sweatpants with tattoos on his neck. Police told the Desert Sun there are also several witnesses to the shooting who fled the scene. Anyone who witnessed the incident is asked to come forward and contact the Palm Springs Police Department. I'll have the contact info in the show notes. And finally... I'm thrilled to share that After Forever, the gay-themed digital series created by actor-producer-writer Kevin Spiritus and his creative partner Michael Slade, has received a whopping eight Daytime Emmy nominations. They include Outstanding Digital Drama Series, Outstanding Writing for a Digital Drama Series, Outstanding Actor in a Digital Drama Series from Kevin Spiritus and Mitchell Anderson, 
Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Digital Drama Series for Erin Cherry and Katie Huffman, Outstanding Guest Performer in a Digital Drama Series for Anita Gillette, and Outstanding Director of a Digital Drama Series for Jennifer Pepperman. After Forever is the story of Brian and Jason, a 50s-ish New York City gay couple who have it all until they don't. The eight-episode first season follows them and their friends through a journey of love, loss, and moving on. Longtime listeners will recall that I had an excellent time chatting with Kevin Spiritus last spring, right before the series premiered on Amazon Video. Congratulations to everyone involved, and I want to give a special shout-out to a cast member, Jameson Stern, who is one of my longtime friends and one of the most super talented actors I've ever met and worked with. Congratulations, congratulations, a thousand congratulations. And that brings me to the end of this episode of The Randy Report. If you enjoy catching up on LGBTQ news in a quick podcast, I'd appreciate it if you wouldn't mind sharing The Randy Report with your friends. I like to think of this podcast as the 60 minutes of gay news, only shorter. And remember, you can find me every single day on the internet at therandyreport.com, where I cover the daily news cycle regarding politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community. Thanks for listening, folks. See you next time.